All you buggies out there, it's Aaron and Daryl, and we're here for episode 39 of Your Brain on God, 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 God. You wouldn't believe it. It is our third episode of our relationship series, and we're going to be talking about what it means to truly see another person in mm. friendships, in romantic relationships, what it means to actually see and why we desire so deeply to be seen, how God sees us, and how we can better see other people so we have more healthy relationships. I know you're going to enjoy it. Make sure to follow us on all platforms, YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, Instagram, uh, TikTok, all those things. We love you guys. Enjoy the episode. What are we talking about when we talk about seeing people? Well, we're in relationships with people all the time. <laughs> Anytime we're in a relationship with somebody. Any kind of relationship, <laughs> even. Friendships, relationships, <laughs> relationships, romantic, family. We're just around people. And when we're talking about seeing people, we're talking about actually seeing who the person is. Mm-hmm. Uh, or at least when I think about it, I think about seeing who the person is without any of my own presuppositions kind of shaping that person right and trying to see who they actually are Mm -hmm. like uh not not going into a relationship or or continuing a relationship being in any relationship thinking that i know that person and therefore i understand them completely because i don't think we can ever actually fully understand anyone i think that we uh we need to give people the chance to surprise us and when i think about seeing somebody i think about giving them the chance to surprise me yeah that way if if it turns out that they're not exactly as i thought they were uh i can actually see them Mm -hmm. and not think that they and try to hold them in a box or something yeah it's like not holding people to a box not putting filters on people based on my experience with them although obviously my experience with someone is going to contribute to how i see them but wanting to keep an open mind I think that's it. It's like looking at somebody with an open mind, right. allowing them to to truly be who they are and and wanting to see who that person is. Yeah. Yeah, I think um I I think, you know, what you said is that we uh we have like a lot of um preconceived notions about people or I guess uh, about who people are or who they should be. Mm-hmm. And um we have a very limited limited scope and it seems like actually <laughs> Uh, we're very open to people. Well, for the most part, people are very open to people when they first meet them. And then as you start to get to know somebody, especially in relationship, when you start having a deep friendship with somebody or a deep romantic relationship with somebody, um, you, you get to know them better, which yeah. is awesome. It's like yeah. an awesome journey of discovering who they are. Um, and and what happens is I feel like we get to know who somebody is and then we label them as this is who that person is Mm -hmm. right it's like so if they're like that joyful person that you meet or they're that you know uh person um running after jesus or they have a certain set of beliefs right you start to get to know a person as as they uh express themselves to be you know which is an awesome journey but i i think once you get in relationships like deeper relationships those um ideas of who a person is can become a uh, a prison for your very own relationship <laughs> yeah because we we change 
Yeah. You know, over time, just people. Mm-hmm. As we as we grow, as we live life, as we experience things, as we learn, and as we make decisions, we we are so uh, able to change human beings. Yeah. You know, it's like we we are constantly developing as individuals and as people and and if we think that we know somebody the next day they could be something different about them because they're growing and changing and learning and developing and you know becoming somebody else and if we always hold them to past patterns we won't give ourselves the chance to see who they actually are yeah and and i think we'll miss out on the on the beauty of truly being in a relationship with somebody because if we if we can't see the person then we can't actually be in a in a relationship with who that person is because we are trying to be in a relationship with maybe who they were, right? right you know, right, and yeah. and maybe putting we people in boxes basically. Yeah, yeah, we put them in boxes, and maybe we want to do that because it's easier, right. <laughs> like it feels safer. <laughs> yeah, to just assume that we know how the person is and, is, and how they operate, and that they're not going to change. Yeah, and uh, in in good ways or bad ways. Right, but we we hold people to their past patterns. Yeah. You know, and and I think I don't it's, want a, to do that. it's a it's a it's a I think it makes sense. The reason that we do this is because we want to be safe in every relationship we have. We want to be safe. Right. You know, yeah. so in every friendship, we don't want to get hurt. We want to know what's going on. We want to understand the person that we're hanging out with, especially in like a marriage. You know, yeah, yeah. Um, I know Abby and I have talked about it. It's like a, a big fear of marriage is that it's not going to be the same as when we started, you know, and that unknown is very scary. Like, mm. um, somebody could change, you know, um, like I think yeah. she's told me like, what if just one day you wake up and then you're like, you just develop these belief patterns that are weird, <laughs> you know what I right. mean? Where it's like, or, or whatever, right? There's, Which wouldn't happen all of a sudden, but no, it wouldn't happen, <laughs> but, it, I, but it, it happens. It wouldn't happen all of a sudden, but, but it somebody, you can go through trauma that, that affects how you act or how you yeah. respond or how you see how you see the world right and um and i think i think it's scary we like to control people right and so we like to see them a certain way this person has these beliefs and they operate this way and they're this kind of person and in a relationship when the the more that you get to know them you want to hold on to your ideas of them right a lot of those especially those good ideas of of who they are right and then when they go outside of those things we can fail to to see that the uh, a human being is is more than that, you know. Yeah. And I think that I think that God made all of us like we're incredibly complex. Yeah, know? absolutely. Infathomably. <laughs> so infathomable, I can't even say the word. But I think I think David in in Psalms, like uh, he says, like um, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Yeah. You know, like mm-hmm. the way that you've crafted me, like there's there's just intricacies to me that are beyond my under my own understanding like i don't even fully know myself i can't even fully see all of the wonderful you know whatever you've put inside of me yeah, right yeah and um i think that's an aspect of of seeing people is is being able to understand that type of creation and not limiting people to their actions to their beliefs to their previous patterns um especially in relationship to allow again like you said allow people to surprise you and to change direction to change course to change beliefs and then in that even though it's a scary thing because we like to control it's a beautiful thing because you're seeing the fullness of a person yeah right? right and if and if you limit a person you can't if you limit them to a certain set of core beliefs or a certain 
uh, viewpoint or a certain demographic or whatever you're limiting them to, mm-hmm. you fail to get the fullness of what God has created. Yeah, you know? yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah, and I was just wow, that's beautiful. I was just, <laughs> Daryl's crying. I was picturing like a tree growing and developing, like watching the tree continue to yeah. grow. You know, it's like, yeah. and if we think, oh, we want the tree to fit in this box, so we can't let it grow anymore. It's like, how terrible yeah. would that be? Yeah, and restrictive. And but I was thinking about like personality assessments. Because mm-hmm. uh, I I went through. I mean, I still I I love trying to understand people in general, just like. I mean, I want to understand individuals in my life, and mm-hmm. I also just want to understand how people work. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And, yeah, and uh, and I, I don't know. I <laughs> Our started, lives are people, so it's good to understand them. Right. And when I was in college, maybe even before going into college, I had started this like desire to want to learn how people work. I think part of it was because I didn't really understand myself, <laughs> and I was like, it was like me wanting to understand myself. But by doing, I was instead of looking into myself, I looked outward to try to understand others. Right. But I got really Which isn't into, a bad way to do it, I don't think. Yeah, and I, I mean, I learned a lot about people and then also byproduct, I did learn a lot about myself, you know, and yeah. started realizing things that I see within me. But I started looking into personality assessments a lot and I have ever since, kind of. Uh, but one of the things I see often with people and personality assessments is uh, they take an assessment and then almost treating it like that's the whole person. Yeah. You know, and I love, I love personality assessments and tools that help people understand. But something that I realized is that no one assessment can ever like, summarize a human right. because there's just too much to people. They all take different aspects of explaining people in different ways. They highlight different things about the way people might be working. Operate. Yeah. And the way people might operate or think. And they could be good reflective tools. And they're especially like, yeah, I love, I think the totally. Enneagram is incredibly accurate to be it's, able to see, oh my gosh, like I really do operate this way. And it, it's a credible reflective tool because it helps you be able to, oh, I, I could see like why I do that or where that comes from or what trauma right. that comes from or maybe whatever. Yeah, yeah, it's huge for self-awareness. Yeah. And it's firstly, and then also uh, uh, being aware of others. Like I think that they are super helpful tools to be able to see people Yeah, is to understand because those assessments, they put language to who we are, to aspects of who we are. But we can never hold somebody to the results of some test or some assessment because yeah. they're going to be more complex than that is able to convey. Yeah. And uh, and even though these like assessments are helpful, um, they can also be unhelpful whenever they end up being boxes that we put people in. Yeah. You yeah. know, because that's mm-hmm. like, oh, I know you're this result. So you're this way. And that was a huge fad. It's like, oh, he's a seven. That's why he does that. Or, oh, right. you're a three. Like, that's why you're going after that. Yeah. And it's actually damaging. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It becomes damaging to relationships when you start using those as they're almost like weapons. Uh, and, and, and it, it wasn't like bad a for the thing. Like, I know you, mm-hmm. you know, like, and there's, there is like a sense of, it does feel good to know somebody, you know, like I'm always, I always like rejoice when I can like under, cause you feel like you can understand them. Yeah. And I think that comes from a good desire mm-hmm. to like want to know somebody and, and want to understand. It feels like but you it, can connect with them. But I, I feel like it becomes like a, a weird thing. It's like, I know why you did that. Or I understand you. Or I, you know, I don't, yeah. I don't know really where that comes from, but <laughs> I think that, I think that's a great point is that we, we want to know people because yeah. it, in, I think that it could be, you know, multiple facets to it. Mm-hmm. Pride can be one. It just feels good to know things. Yeah, we've talked about that in the past. Like we we get little bursts of dopamine whenever we are when we argue for something we believe. <laughs> like we did a six geniuses test, which is like it's 
well, it's six geniuses. I don't know if you guys have heard of that, but um, it is six geniuses test. And one of my uh, coworkers, I I got his six geniuses in a row to a T. Wow! Like I literally was like, your right. your uh your six your two geniuses are this and this, and I got them like in order. Your two your competent, top two, your middle two, middle two, and your 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 working uh, your working frustrations mm-hmm. are this and this, and I nailed him. And I felt so good about myself. I was like, <laughs> yeah, I know you, you know. But also, it, it, if you do that, you can prevent someone from growing. You know what I mean? Because it's right. like, oh, this is what you are. And this is what, you know, it helps yeah. you because I can I can put that person in places where they're going to succeed. But also, it, it might prevent me from allowing that person to grow in areas that are frustrating or just like average for them. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So I think that Sorry to cut you that, off. You were no, I think that you were giving an example of... Of yeah. one of those aspects. It right. feels good to know somebody. Yeah. And there's like, uh, I don't know, there's a sense of pride, I think, that comes and ego, of like this confidence, like, yes, like I know you. And it feels safe. It feels powerful. Yeah. I think another part of it. Do you think is, that if we know somebody, we have power over them? Do we have power over them? I don't know. Maybe we would feel like we have power over them, or at least we can predict. Well, how like, they're going to okay. behave and okay so then we can behave a certain way to get a certain reaction from them right which know. makes you feel powerful but yeah. also you can control somebody you know what makes them tick you know what's in right. them you, you know can push the buttons you can that, push that's true you can push the buttons and and that makes you feel like the more that someone opens up to you right they're in a place of submission to you and vulnerability a vulnerability right you're not submission but vulnerability i would is yeah is. yeah but i mean i think i think you're opening yourself up to uh, when somebody knows you they got they got stuff on you you know what i mean yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and i guess that could be perverted to make you feel powerful over that person if you know stuff that they've been honest with you about or you know intricate things in them yeah and i'm sure know. that maybe i'm getting ahead of myself on what we're talking about but no i think that i mean that is part of maybe why we wouldn't want to be seen <laughs> right. like, i think that could be part of us not allowing other people to actually see us right because it, it does it does give honest. power to somebody yeah. right now you have the ability to mm-hmm. harm me right or you have the ability to hurt me you know and mm-hmm. and that's scary to open up you know yeah yeah, yeah totally i think there is something inside of us as well that wants to connect with others and when we feel like we can understand somebody, we feel like we can relate with them. You know, it's like, I know how to connect with you. Yeah. Because I understand how you think, how you operate, what yeah. you believe. And so I can create a point of connection because I see who you are. At least I feel like I see who you are. <laughs> yeah. And so I don't know. Why do we, why does it feel good? I think that those are the things that come to my mind. I yeah. think one is that sense of power maybe and, and pride or control that we understand something and we feel safe because we know it. Right. And then also an aspect of we want to connect and relate with people because we're social beings, you know, we're and created then, for community. And then we're created to be seen, I think, you yeah. know, like, mm-hmm. and that's why it's Im- important in relationship is because everybody wants to be seen. Yeah. Like I think of a of a kid coming up and saying like, "Look. Look what <laughs> look I at, did. Look at me. Look at what I did. Look what I accomplished. Like, mm-hmm. look at me. Look how I dance. Look how I skate. Look how I, you know, yeah. like, like look, look at me, look at me, you know? Look what I'm doing. And I think we have a deep desire to be known and then in relationship we allow ourselves to be known and we get hurt. So right. we forsake the the honor of being known in order to protect and wall up (laughs) yeah you know but each mm -hmm, of us has a desire mm -hmm. to be seen it feels good for someone to understand you like one of abby's favorite things like that i do is when i notice something like intricate about her 
that like maybe only she knows or she's like you recognize that or you recognize mm-hmm. that i do that or you see me in that or you notice that i did that because you know yeah, like yeah. and and that actually establishes connection because it's like you know me you see yeah. me and you're you're open you're open to me you know and i i have a that's why people even dive into things like pride or talking about themselves or even the unhealthy things that people do uh social media all that stuff it's like it exacerbates our deep desire to be seen yeah you know and it perpetuates it in a way as well (laughs) but it it this uh, that's we want to be seen by people we want people to know what we're doing and what we're accomplishing and who we're with and the relationship we have we want them to see the good things that are going on we want us to see them you know even the negative stuff on social media that people post like i don't know i remember just wa- listening looking at facebook posts of like people posting how depressed they were and stuff Some, yeah they, and i was like I not the spot but you want to be seen and that's a good right. desire that was like a was that a thing that happened and doesn't really happen much anymore no I don't it know. still it happens happen? i don't go on social media as much but i remember I there being a time happens. seeing a lot of people just airing out their baggage and, yeah and then what are you supposed to do like it's like <laughs> is there a dislike button yeah or does that communicate the wrong thing <laughs> yeah i know dislike or you comment sorry like what do you want from this but but it, it's not the best way to go about it but the whole reason i'm saying that is because people will go to even unhealthy lengths to be seen right right yeah and so how yeah. do we in relationships actually allow people to be seen in a healthy way you know um because those ways aren't really the best, you know, social yeah. media is not the best way to truly be known. Right. No. Or truly be seen. You know, you're going to have a bunch of people that see you from the outside, but they yeah. don't see the day to day. And most of the time we're posting things that are really, really good, you know. Yeah. And what you're saying, it's it's dangerous even as well to be too vulnerable with too many people or, or maybe not safe people. Yeah. Because people can manipulate the information you give them or they can... If they're not safe people or the right people to open up to, they could even feed into it, you know, and make it even worse, yeah. whatever negative things you're experiencing. And having being able to open up and have vulnerable conversations to be in order to be seen needs to be done in a safe relation in like safe relationships. Safe relationship, you don't have people yeah. that, that can actually see us. Yeah. I just thought of my own experience. Maybe we can go I was thinking of the question, like what does that look like for I was gonna ask you. <laughs> What, like, what, <laughs> what does it look like for you to be seen? Yeah. Right. What does it feel like for you to be seen? Because I, I was thinking about my own experience of of feeling seen, like one of the most extreme th- situations in my life where I felt seen, you know? Say it. I'll go first. I'll go first. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you had it, so. Um, and it was, uh, I'm not going to go into details, but time where I most felt seen was whenever I had confess something that was the like the worst season of my life and worst like mistakes that i made bad decisions mm. and and feeling like the and so much shame being attached to what i was talking about right and me coming to this place of realizing i need to tell somebody i need to tell Brittany, and i started with telling Brittany, my which this was before we were engaged it was right before i wanted to propose to her and I realized like I need to tell her this part of my life and this this thing that happened in the past and like I want her to, to know me because I want her to actually see me right. because I want her to be to know who she's in a relationship with and and I Dude, have that all is this. so wise that you yeah <laughs> that, that you would share that yeah and so I had good. so much shame that I was holding me back from doing it and with yeah. it a fear 
of being rejected, a fear of her her not seeing um, who I felt like I actually was, even though I had done these things or, you know, I, had, I was uh, caught up in this stuff and, and feeling like I need to, uh, I don't feel like this is who I am, but I think if I tell her, she's going to think this is who I am. Right. And I was so scared, but I realized like I need to actually let her see me. So I told her uh, and I had never felt more seen in my life mm. because I had never been more vulnerable one right. in my life. But then she actually used the words, I know this is, I know that's not who you are. Yeah, that's huge. And that made me feel so seen. Like she actually sees me, not just things that I have done. Beyond you know? what you've done. Beyond my actions. And she knows my heart. She knows who I am. Yeah. You know, like the deep parts of me. And and I had felt so seen because it seemed like she was not looking at, you know, the things on the surface or, you know, it's like she, it felt like she had seen inside of me. And I, <laughs> I was scared that that was part of me and I didn't want it to be, you know, right. but I felt like she was able to see deeper into me yeah. and, and, and confirm to like who I was. It's like calling me, like seeing the image of God in me. Yeah. You know, and we've had conversations about that, but like seeing the image of God in me and seeing me for who I actually was not based on what I had done. Right. And being, feeling seen was a, an incredible, um, like freeing feeling, yeah. you know, like when I felt seen, I felt so open. I felt like, wow, I can, I can talk about anything because she knows who I am. Yeah. And it's not going to, it's not going to change her mind, her about mind me. about me because yeah. she knows me yeah. and she sees me. Yeah. And it created this sense of safety, this sense of feeling known, this sense that I could talk and be open and vulnerable. Mm. And it was, uh, yeah, it was one of the most freeing things. And then, I had the same kind of conversation with a couple of people, you being one of them. Yeah. And and the the people that I talked with said the same thing. Like, I know it's not who you are. Right, yeah. <laughs> and that, it was like life-changing for me because mm. I, I didn't think it was who I was, but I knew that it was something I had done. Mm. And I was afraid that it was going to be attached to me, you know? Yeah. And people saying that to me allowed me to let that go and yes. actually walk in freedom yeah from the shame you know yeah. and the weight of that my eyes are watering <laughs> <laughs> i know mine started to water too but yeah so i mean i was there seen, you were there <laughs> feeling seen yeah uh is freeing is free freeing, you know and it feels so there's something so uplifting and uh, when you're when you're seen by the right people when you're seen by the right it's people it's so it's so freeing yeah because uh, like we said some people will take you being seen and use it for their own power trip you know mm -hmm. and you really have to allow yourself to be seen by the right people and it makes me think about my call even from god as someone seen by god to be able to see other people you know yeah. and and how healing the healing work that i could be a part of by seeing past someone's faults by yeah. really seeing their heart, by really seeing their intention, um, by really seeing their character beyond what they've been living in or what they've been doing or what they say. or And it's difficult because it feels, um, I think, well, I don't know where I want to go into right now, but um, 
it's it's a difficult it's a difficult thing to do. I think I think when you have people that are willing to see people beyond them beyond their own needs or fears, mm. that's huge. You know what I mean? Because when you're really open and honest about something that was a part of your life or something that could literally destroy other people or hurt other people, right? To be able to see somebody, you have to set my own expectations of that person off. I got to set right. my own, if I'm in relationship with you, what does this mean for our relationship if you're this way, <laughs> you know, or that you've done this before, right? My own fears of the future. If you've done maybe this thing before, are you going to do it again, right? right to really right, yeah. see somebody and say, that's not who you are. You're That's a vulnerable thing to say too, Right. Because it, because it really is like a courageous mm-hmm. thing to to be able to see somebody and to proclaim that's not who you are and I'm gonna stick with you no matter what right you know like yeah. like that's healing and freeing for them and uh-huh. it's it's sacrificial because you're putting yourself in a position with that person to be with a person that might be a broken person god forbid <laughs> you know <laughs> but but and and yeah. that's that is a vulnerable thing for both sides i think it's it's and that's why we maybe even going back to what we were talking about close our eyes off to see people or to really see their heart or to judge people based on appearances because that could affect my life and you're not about to bring all that stuff into my life right <laughs> and so as a way of protecting ourselves it mm-hmm. is like what you said earlier it's it's safer to yeah. assume this person is like this and so i'm staying away yeah or this person is like this so i'm gonna expect them to be that way yeah yeah yeah, yeah i think um yeah i i think it really for me comes from being um seen by god you know i think to talking about what it feels like to mm. be seen by god yeah. or to be seen it's like that that for me i think of being seen by the lord you mm-hmm. know and mm-hmm. um he is the god who sees me as uh you know abraham's <laughs> slave woman <laughs> hagar 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 yeah hagar says you know when she basically gets cast off by by sarah in genesis and then she's out in the wilderness with nothing and her this baby boy and she's like looking at him 500 feet away like what am i going to do he's going to die and then god shows up and says i'm going to make a great nation of even you a slave woman you know Mm -hmm. what i mean who was basically forced to carry this other guy's child and and she says this is the place where god sees me and she changes his name you know or she says she calls god the god who sees me yeah and um i think that's really powerful you know in jeremiah it says you know before i formed you i knew you (laughs) Mm -hmm. um and that to me is life-changing to be so intimately known by my maker and because he's my creator and he knows everything about me he still sees me and in seeing me he loves me and cares yeah. for me even with all of maybe some of the wicked thoughts that i have and and the double-mindedness i have one day i'm in one day i'm out you know and he's still faithful to me and still sees me. And I think I've, you know, had many moments of thanking God and weeping in his presence to realize, I don't even think you should see me anymore. You know, like, <laughs> like if, and yeah. then in even like a pride of like, God, if you really saw what I see about me, you wouldn't be okay. You know what I mean? Like you, you can't be seeing this, right? <laughs> Cause right. you're still loving me. You're still seeing me. And, you, and, I think that's that's huge in in seeing people is is God he sees his image and he sees his son Jesus you know and if you're covered yeah. by the blood of Jesus he sees his son Jesus you know 
And I, I, I also, I also don't like that theological thing where it's like, uh, Jesus just covers your sin. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, he's a blanket. It's but, like he's but, blinding God from yeah, who you actually are. Yeah, he's blinding God from who I actually am. And I and I don't think that's what the gospel entails. I think it actually entails a new heart. And I think mm-hmm. the way he actually sees me is not like through some blinding where he's covering his eyes to my sin, but he like has actually transformed my heart where sin is not in me. And he sees who you are. And he sees who I actually am. Even when in all my brokenness, he sees me and calls me good. And and that's how I take in to seeing other people is -hmm. is if God could see me that way, I think everything flows from heaven and out onto earth. So if God could see me that way, I feel obligated in a good way, not a sense of religious duty necessarily. I feel I feel called. Yeah, heavily in my life to be able to do the same thing for people, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, you know, to be able to 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 see people even in their sin and stuff that's damaging to me, and to be able to say even when I'm hurt and expressing my hurt to somebody, but I know that's not who you are, right? You know, yeah. and and I know that you're more than that, and I know that you're the image of God, and you're created in His likeness, and I know that this this isn't who you are, and and there's if if God sees that in me. And that's changed the way I see myself because oftentimes our relationships are mirrors too, right? So mm-hmm. I'm going to be able to see people if I feel seen. If if you don't feel seen, you're going to not be able to see other people, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're, you're really not going to step out. Maybe to some extent, but like really when you start seeing yourself and know that, oh my gosh, I'm seen and loved by God, that's when really being able to see other people starts, you know? Yeah. 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 We're, we stop ourselves from seeing other people even because we're trying we might still be trying to be seen or worried about what people are seeing yeah you know yeah rather than actually trying to see the other person but i love what you said Aaron, about uh seeing how god sees you and then seeing other people through that same lens like recognizing god god created us in his image and he knows that (laughs) yeah you know he's not he doesn't think that now that we've done something else we're no longer in his image because he made us in his image yeah it it doesn't negate the fact that we're his image right and and when he looks at us he sees himself inside his son you know he sees jesus in us but he sees the he sees his image because he put his image in us we are here as the image of god right and when we look at other people it's when we can look and see the image of god of some in somebody it's it's an acknowledgement that the the dumb decisions that they've made is not who they are. Right. You know, and the messed up and broken things in their life is not who they are. They are still the image of God. Even though there's brokenness, even though we make mistakes and we continually make mistakes and we have things that we work through, who we are is still the image of God. And that's yeah. still the most purest form of us. Yeah. Right? If we boiled everything down, it's like, I believe, I am... I am convinced of this, and this is maybe maybe some people might say I give too much grace to people, but I'm I am convinced that at the heart of every person is good. Yeah, <laughs> and I know that sounds ignorant sometimes. I know. And I think it sounds I ignorant. err on the side of ignorance with those things all the time. But I'm I, like, I might not know. I might be deceived, but I'm like, this is a good deception. <laughs> I, I, and I know that me believing that doesn't make me think that people can't do bad things because no. people do bad things all the time. Yeah. But in my, I don't know, in what I've seen, what I've experienced, even what like research stuff, it feels like usually it's a, it's some kind of brokenness that's causing people to do yeah. bad things. You know, it's like they're, they're hurting, they've been hurt, there's something wrong and then, and, and right. it leads them to a, down a certain path. Or yeah, or your sense of justice gets 
twisted. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I don't know. You think like uh, gangs or whatever. They even have a sense of justice. Like there's a virtue. Right. There's virtue yeah. even involved in evil. And you know honor. What I mean? It's, it's like this, this exactly. type of honor. Brotherhood, honor, family, all good values and virtues even that are twisted and perverted. Right. I think all of that stuff comes from it's sin is a good desire perverted. You know? Yeah. And people who have gone down dark paths have also turned to the light. You know, and I can't, if I believe that people who do bad things are bad and wicked, then I wouldn't believe that person could turn to the light. Because if they're gone down, down a wicked path, right. what is it inside of them that would ever make them turn a different way? I don't think I can believe that that person can be reached by Jesus unless I think that there is the image of God still inside that person. Yeah. You know, that, that Jesus and, and that calls out of them, you know, it's like he, it, he gives us a new heart, but it, we're still, we're in his image before that. And he gives yeah. us a new heart and that transforms us. Right. And then we're able to live in a way that actually shows up, shows up, you know, that, that actually shows looks up like Jesus, the image of God. That yeah. looks like the image of God. Right. And the image of God inside of us can get perverted and, you know, been, mm-hmm. and broken and changed, but it's still there. Right. And I don't know. I feel like I have to believe that, <laughs> that every person is, is capable of yeah. repentance. Yeah. And every person is capable of turning to God. Yeah. Whether or not they actually do or, or, or don't is, you know, it's not in my control. Right. But I, I have to believe that people are capable. And that's part of how I maintain seeing people is like, yeah, you know, it's like even if they've done the worst things, I still need to see that there's potential for good because I believe in a God who brings good of any, who can bring good out of anything. Right. Yeah. I think this plays out a lot on the day to day. You know, I think mm-hmm. that's where it's most like really hard to see, you know, especially yeah. in those close, intimate relationships, people mm-hmm. you see every day. Yeah. Um, it's it's hard to maintain that, especially in romantic relationships, to continue to see past maybe the way even it gets very even more specific on how you have to be able to see somebody, right? Because you start to like adapt to how they say things, what they do, little uh, idiosyncrasies that they have, and you really have to work to see that person in front of you and not get maybe marks on your eyes that prevent you from seeing them right because the first people that you're closest to every day they're the people that most affect you right and you see them operate every day and you start to know them you know i mean how they operate how they act how they talk and speak and you know operate with other people and then you're gonna start noticing problems you know what i mean because you're intimately involved with that people that's why sometimes it was always easier for me to minister to people i had no idea who they were than my own family right right because <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's like you know the homeless guy on the street it's like i have no connection to this guy no tie to this guy i don't know so when he tells me his sins i'm like bruh forgiveness in jesus name you're clean you're awesome healing but all this stuff and then my own family does it and i'm like ah, bruh You've apologized for this 18,000 times. Like, I ain't going to take this again. You know, like, it's totally different to continue to see that person. But it is what God calls us to the every day. And that's where it gets good, though. That's when we can start to get good at seeing people in conversation, Mm -hmm. uh, especially in, uh, again, in intimate relationships when somebody is saying something to you. And this is the little things, right? Someone's saying something to you. And you're not getting it, but you choose to try and understand and to see them in the midst of it being really, really confusing. 
They could say something angering, and then you continue to see who they are. They could say something off-putting, and you continue to see who they are. And I am the first one to say I am not the best at this, but right, but because it things get on your nerves or things bother you or things trigger you or whatever, right? But that's yeah. when that's when the test of are we really seeing each other in relationship? That's when it gets tested, and that's when it gets good. That's when that's when relationships really you start iron sharpening iron, and it hurts, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Is is in those little moments of like. Bruh, you go and tell me that or you're going to say that or I'm confused. And then you continue to be like, you're the child of God and I see potential in you and I see God in you and I see the image in you and everything you're saying is hurting my heart and I'm feeling really insecure. You know what I mean? (laughs) But I see God in you. You know what I mean? And when it's deeply affecting Mm. you, you have to, again, throw down your own pride and continue to see that person. That is, woo. Yeah. For me, in my own experience, it's actually, I even get, offended less often because i'm trying to see the other person right you know rather than taking what they say and assuming that they're trying to hurt me and assuming that they're saying this bad negative mean stuff it's like and if that's the goal then it's it makes conversation different if my goal is to see you then and not to be right or not to you know whatever yeah Uh, it's like it's like i I must be misunderstanding something because i know who you are right it's like (laughs) i know you're not trying to hurt me or i know you're not trying to say something that's mean and hurtful and rude and so i'm not going to take offense or pay attention to those things i want to look into you i want to see who who are you and what is it that's inside of you and 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 opportunities to get hurt it's oh. it become less frequent because instead of holding on to what's being said, I'm looking at well, what are they? What's inside the heart? You know, right. what's, what's actually trying to be communicated? What's I'm not, actually going Darryl, on? That's so powerful. I'm not going to get offended because I know who you are, and I know it's it's way deeper than this. So let's get to the root of it. What's right. going on? Right? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And that has uh, that's been a big thing for me, just practice practically practicing. Yeah. Seeing somebody and the impact that it can have. Yeah. And. Uh, Something that, um, like something similar, something small happened. I mean, you talked about in relationships, in like intimate relationships, it can happen more often because you're so, you're around them all the time. You see them all the time. You have, you have deep conversations and you feel like you know them. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like the other person you probably know the most is the person that you have like an intimate relationship with because you're o- most open with them. They're really open with you and you get to see each other. Uh, but then even in those contexts, if we think we know them, we will hold them, we'll put them in a box or maybe we'll take one, uh, we'll take something that we know about them and we'll apply it to something else that maybe isn't actually true in this situation. And uh, something happened the other night with Brittany where I was misunderstanding what was going on inside of her and she hadn't put it into words yet, but I had already filled in the blank about like why she was feeling the way she was feeling. Uh, Like you pre- understood her i thought oh (laughs) oh, because there's been this kind of a struggle in the past or this kind of a thought in the past she's probably thinking this right now and da 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 so rather than getting curious and i wasn't curious right right. and i think that's a key is like staying curious right um i had i had uh, assumed something based off of something that she said so i figured that this is what she was thinking and da 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 Mm -hmm. and then uh it became this really big moment of like her feeling misunderstood because well she was (laughs) yeah she was misunderstood and i felt like well i didn't realize this was such a big deal i didn't know what was going on and then so we we ended up talking about it eventually and i came to find out that i was treating something as not important when it was really important to her 
And mm. I just assumed this isn't an important thing, <laughs> you right. know. And, we're, and you we're should both you shouldn't agreement. think it's an important thing yeah. either because it's not important. <laughs> yeah, we're both in agreement, right? This is unimportant, and you're just this way, and you're acting ridiculous, right? You know? And I was Rather totally in the like wrong. That. And I, I I wasn't trying to understand her. I was assuming yeah. that she was understanding the same way that I understand. Yeah. It. And I, uh, you know, and that can happen when we think we know somebody, we put our own understanding into the mix and we assume that they think that we know what's, what we, that we know what's going on inside of right. them. And, uh, it's so important to stay curious, Yeah, you know, to, like to actually listen. try to see them and to listen, right? Yeah. To listen to them yeah. and not listen to what I think they're, they're like what I want them to say right. or what I assume they're going to be saying. Yeah, because then I start listening for certain things that's going to confirm what I already believe about them. And I, I think asking questions is something. Um, well, one, it's what Jesus does a lot. I think mm-hmm. questions reveal things, right? And whenever you give a question, you give kind of the the space for another person to answer that question and to actually provide clarity and understanding. And mm-hmm. it's so huge in relationships. Is even things that you're like, I'm pretty sure this is it. To ask a question about it, you know what I mean? Could, instead of saying, um, uh, instead of saying like, I get it, you're feeling insecure. You could say, is this making you feel any internal thing? You know what I mean? Or is this this making you feel at all inadequate? Or this is what I'm picking up. You know what I mean? Like those kind of phrases dissolve the conflict that arises when you- When you just assume something. When you just assume something. and, And we all know about assumptions. Um, yep. but, uh, so when you just assume something that, that it's that way, it's, it's a, it's a naturally going to breed conflict if you're wrong. It, if, if you're right, I mean, it can still be like, it can still bring conflict. It can still, yeah. It can still be, con- <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it can still bring conflict because it's like, right, being right doesn't bring peace. <laughs> wow. Dude. Should we call the episode of that? <laughs> Jeez. Oh my God. That's such a good relationship quote right there. Being right doesn't bring peace. Oh, there are so good. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry, Lord. Okay. Um, uh, yes. Wow. That's too. Sorry. Can we just talk about that? Can we pause for a moment? Yeah. I can we pause for a second? Let that sink in. Yeah. 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 Being being right, and that's what we think. It it's like it'll bring peace, but it's not always the case that being right will bring peace. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I. Yeah, it's in those questions that you actually get to a a chance to understand that person, and um, and again, that's hard to do because then listening requires sacrifice, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. it requires to extent time, more time than assuming does, right? Right. And thinking that you know it already, right? It requires care. It requires you to get your emotional grace up, right? It requires you to put on something, right? And and that can be difficult, especially if you're going through your own stuff, you know, Yeah. to to sit. And that's why oftentimes when we're exhausted, when we're anxious, when we can't even see ourselves, it's hard to see other people, right? Because it's like, I can't even put on my own clothes, let alone somebody else's. You yeah, know I mean, I yeah. can't tie my own shoes, let alone tie your shoes right now, you know, like, mm-hmm. or care for you, right? So it's like, I got to care for myself, right? But but in those moments, okay, whew, I got to put that on. I'm going to get curious. I'm going to, an- you know, yeah. I'm going to answer. And it's always uh, worth the fruit, than assuming which causes usually damage that you'll have to fix later you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and i think um it's it's funny our idea of fixing things in relationship because often the way that we want to fix things quick always ends up being a longer fix than actually sitting with somebody 
Right. Does that make sense? So it's like Uh I could try a quick, quick fix something and hope it gets fixed in two minutes. It ends up being an hour of talking through what I meant (laughs) by trying to fix it. Or I could actually sit with someone for 15 minutes and they feel seen, heard, and it, and 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 they end up getting healed in 15 minutes rather than me trying to fix it in one. Right. You know, and it's, and it's always better to, sometimes it's better to take the scenic route, you know, Mm -hmm. and they, oh, that's pretty good too. Take the scenic route with people. Start seeing all the different aspects the scene, of the, the Nick route. Ah, the seeing <laughs> Nick route. <laughs> but yeah, yeah that, that's uh, interesting. But you holy know, moly, being right does not always bring peace. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's a... Talking about seeing people in intimate relationships. I I remember that. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> when we were talking about looking at people. <laughs> well, seeing people like in, in right, relationships, right, right, right. you know, in close relationships. Right. T- For some reason, I got the vision of you with binoculars, just people looking at people, walking, holding hands. <laughs> I'm always I, seeing people who are in intimate relationships. <laughs> I don't know why. Um, I don't uh, see you as a creeper, Daryl. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. Thanks for seeing me. Yeah, I see you there. Um, in intimate relationships... I think it can become uh, easiest to take a back seat when it comes to being intentional about seeing the other person. And Wait, saying, what? <laughs> in intimate relationships, it can be easiest to take a back seat when it comes to seeing somebody intentionally. Like to stop seeing <laughs> them. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. In intimate relationships, it's easier to stop actually seeing who they are. Right. Yeah. Because we're around them so much. We get familiar. Yeah. We get comfortable. Everything becomes kind of normal, you know. Um and I remember in after I'd been married for like three months, me and Brittany were dating for, I guess, two years, almost two years at that point. We were married for three months. And I remember thinking like, wow, I'm still getting to know who she is. And looking back, I'm like, wow, we, we were, it was such a small time frame to yeah. get to know somebody. But I remember having this feeling like, oh, wow, I'm still getting to know her. Like, this is so like awesome, learning new things about her and discovering who she is. And now that we're like living together and... <laughs> I was talking to people. I was actually like walk, on a walk with some older guys who'd been married for you know twenty years or something, and and yeah. and, uh, and one of them like kind of chuckled because I'd only married for three months, you know. Right. <laughs> and um, uh, but they 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 saw it as like a sweet thing, you know, a precious thing. And uh, it, in our intimate relationships, I think that we can always continually get to know who somebody is. Yeah. And I know this. I, I feel this and believe this. This is something that I stand by because I've seen people who have been in relationships for decades who are still getting to know who their intimate other is, yeah. you know, who their significant other is. And to think that because I've been knowing somebody, I've been married to Bernie for two years. Yeah, I know who she is. I know how she works. I know how she thinks. It's so arrogant and so ignorant. And it's so close-minded. Yeah. When uh, there was this, uh, one of my old pastors who's talking about, people and relationships and he was talking about his wife and getting to know his wife you know and how and him recognizing that she is unknowable she is unsearchable and they had been married he was like 60 or 70 they've been married for decades and decades and decades you know and to hear him talk about that about his wife who he's known for so many years and gone through so many seasons of life and and you know raised children and the children set off and now they have their own families and they're in this stage of kind of just like retirement and preaching and you know being a pastor at a church but like it's like they're they're in this stage of life and he recognizes that she's still learning growing and developing and he related it to like a book 
or like studying a subject, yeah. you know, and it's like a subject that's constantly having more books being released to study. And it's like yeah. a book that's constantly being written. You've never finished. Mm. You're never going to finish reading this book. It's constantly being written. And if you think that you finished reading the book, you're going to miss out on everything else of who this person is. Oh, that's beautiful. And that has it has inspired me and something that I hold on to when it comes to my relationship with Brittany. I'm never going to fully understand and know who right. she is. And I always want to be learning and paying attention and seeing how she operates and watching how she grows and changes and develops and what she learns. And, yeah. and uh, earlier this week, so we had just spent two weeks, well, more than that, <laughs> uh, quarantined together because of COVID. But COVID. earlier this week, she said, she's like, she said that she realized she's still learning things about me. You know, huh. she's like, I love that I get to learn who you are and I get to see you and I get to, yeah. like, I'm realizing I'm still figuring out the way that you operate in little ways, you know, wow. and seeing you think about things in a certain way or the way that you, you process. And I'm just noticing different little things about you. And that helped, that made me feel seen yeah. by her. <laughs> it's like, I'm, I'm more than what you thought I was. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. 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 But it's, uh, why is this episode so emotional for me? <laughs> <laughs> it's very real. It it's is a very, it's real a very real thing, thing, you know. I think that it's uh something that we are we want to be seeing as people and we yeah. want to, we want there's we even want to see other people, you know? Yeah. We want to see people. We want to know them and love them and I think about it like the ocean, you know? Have we discovered like 10% of the ocean or something like that? Something crazy. Mm -hmm. It's like I feel like how much even more intricate is like the soul of a human being <laughs> yeah you know like the spirit of somebody the mind of somebody um that's like that's how i see it i guess you know yeah. and mm -hmm. and just to be able to uh be open as from when we start how we started it you know to be surprised by somebody and to and to notice the little intricacies and the way that they're growing and oftentimes when relationships start to get dull is when you stop seeking out the person, you know, when you mm, stop, yeah. when you stop getting curious about who they are, or what they think about things, when you stop asking specific questions and, and what they believe about things, what they care about, what they've yeah. been thinking about, when you, when you stop getting intentional about getting to know somebody, you can start to see them according to how you last saw them. <laughs> right. And, and, uh, and I love that, that it's a, a book that never stops being written because we're always developing, right? We're always learning more things and figuring things out. And um, I'm not the same person I was, you know, five mm -hmm. years ago, even a year ago. I'm not the same person. I don't have I don't have the same uh, relation to the world that I did right. a year ago. I don't I don't operate necessarily exactly the same with people that <laughs> that I did a year ago. I'm I'm growing in that and learning how to love better, how to think better, how to understand better, how to research better, how to <laughs> be a better human being. I'm <laughs> right. how to yeah. be in relationship with people in a way that brings about more love. I'm I, I'm learning how to do these things, and and I want people to know and be able to see even that kind of growth, the newness on top of that, you know? Right, yeah, and yeah. so if I want that in my spirit, I, I know that, that to, that other people are desiring that too. You know, uh, I think a lot of us have the same core values <laughs> or like a lot, the same core uh, desires inside of us. Mm, you know what I mean? Yeah. We're, we're made to, to have that connection with people, you know? And so I want to be, I, I just want to be a part of giving that to other people. 
And it's not about getting it perfect all the time, right? But it's about learning and at least being open to say, God, help me see people the yeah. way that you see me. Right. Yeah, you know? that's it. Yeah. If we can see people the way that God sees me or sees them, you know? Yeah. And it's like I and I don't want to get I don't want to get to a point where I'm just getting uh bored with people or have settled with the ideas that I have of people. I don't want to do that. That it's like slap me if I get to that place where it's like I've figured life out or I've figured right. people out or I've figured out you know, my wife or whatever. I, I don't, I don't want to do that. I want to be on a journey. And I think that is where the joy is, you know, is in the journey of discovering somebody still. And that's what we love, right? It's like, especially when you're that honeymoon or whatever, you're like, you're discovering so much. And, and when you have a baby, I'm discovering how to be a parent and we love growth and stuff. But if you have two people that are desiring growth, it's like, there's always more stuff to learn, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah. And again, I guess that's another aspect too is is to always continue to see I think there's there's something that's required of that other person to continue to be seen, and that's a desire to grow, I think, too. Right? Like I think if someone's like set on just staying exactly the same, then you're gonna have a problem like or they don't express what they're thinking about or saying, right? They're not giving themselves an opportunity to be seen. It's going to be hard to see that it's person. It's going to be harder to see it. Right? But if you have you know, two people in a friendship, in a relationship that are saying, we're on a mission to grow and we're on a mission to see each other grow, then then it's like beauty, 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 beauty. Even for someone who's not willing to grow, you could still see them as the image of God, though. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But and, I think it makes it more beautiful when you have two people that mm-hmm. are desiring to grow and to change and to get molded and are sharing their beliefs and their opinions and their ideas and all that stuff. When you have an open space where that's happening, it's easier to be seen, obviously. Right. Because you're allowing yeah. yourself to be seen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it requires vulnerability. It requires sure. vulnerability to, to be seen and also to, to see. see others. Yeah. That's... That's good. That's it. Dude, I, I just want you to leave with uh, being right doesn't bring peace all the time. That was being right. That was a banger, Daryl. <laughs> Holy being moly. Being right doesn't bring peace. No. Being seen. Being seen brings peace. I think that there's, there's always going to be more peace between two people who see each other than two people who are right. Yeah. <laughs> or, two, or people who think they're right, you know? Right. It's like, I'd rather spend time trying to see Brittany than trying to prove why I'm right. Yeah. It's like, what is that going to do? Yeah. Just creates a weird power dynamic. Or yeah. Weird, yeah. And then at least if I see her, then she'll, then there'll be a better chance that she's going to see me. Right. And understand you and be open to understand where you're coming from and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So good. I mm. think we're done. <laughs> I think we're done. I feel like we're, I feel like we're done. I think that was good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Woo, sure there's more to say uh, for sure on seeing people, but that one got me on the internals, man. It was a good conversation. It got me on the internals. We were thinking before we started, I was like, I just feel like this is going to be a good episode. I feel the spirit on it. I feel the Holy Ghost oh, on it. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine listening to an hour podcast where it was just that the whole time? You'd be pumped. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Someone comment and amen. Comment and amen. <laughs> it's not even live. <laughs> I know. I just, so many comments. I love it. Listen. I love it so much. Oh my gosh. All right. Yeah. Well, follow us, guys. Uh, well, us. Well, first, before follow us, we love you guys, and we love you're you. awesome. Yeah. And we're glad that I. We hope that you're getting something 
And we're thankful that you guys are partnering with us in conversation about these things mm-hmm. uh, and journeying with us to grow uh, to grow into some of these things so that we could uh, live lives with a brain on God. Yes. I hope yeah. this conversation helps uh, more conversations like this happen yeah. with people, you know? I yeah. Think these are, um, that's probably always our hope is that we can inspire people to have good conversation. Yeah, good conversation and then, uh, yeah. To talk with your friends and and you know maybe even like your your spouse you know about what it means to see them. <laughs> yeah, what makes them feel seen? What makes them feel? Wow, seen? that's a good question. I should ask Brittany. <laughs> yeah, what, ma- what makes you feel seen? What makes you feel you know? seen? What makes you feel known? And for to allow them to respond and to get curious about that, and then figure out ways to love them by seeing them. Mm-hmm. You know, it's good. Um, all right. And also, yeah, follow us on on, uh, on YouTube and Spotify, iTunes, all of the above. Uh, TikTok, Instagram, your brain on God, everywhere. Go everywhere and follow us everywhere. We uh, adore you. We long for you. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> we see you. We just you. want to be with you everywhere you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on all platforms. We're, the, we're with you when you're sleeping. See you guys. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Peace out. Bye.